I'm Renee. And I'm Angelise. And we're the hosts of your podcast, Hidden, Hidden But Not, Not Unseen. Unseen. Welcome to episode three. As usual, we're going to start with our icebreaker question. So this week's question, would you rather communicate only in emoji or never be able to text at all ever again? Hmm. I think for me, I would rather communicate only in emoji only because I enjoy sending GIFs or GIFs. I don't really know how to say it. Who knows? But <laughs> I think emojis are similar and I could literally communicate with people, only specific people though, mm-hmm. like in GIFs and like we just understand the conversation. Yeah. So I guess it would be limited to certain people if I can only communicate in emoji. But I would rather do that than never be able to text again. Hmm. I don't know. I'm thinking about it right now, and hmm. I think never be able to text at all because I mean, I'm not really that good at texting, anyways. Like I'd be forgetting to text people all the time, and I like face to face conversations, anyways. Mm-hmm. Like way That's better. True. And though I hate phone calls. A lot. I'd rather be like, hey, meet me here. Okay, bye. And then have the face-to-face conversation, like, at at somewhere else instead of, like, having to text it. Because then sometimes, you know, texts get misconstrued. You try to have a conversation and you're pouring out your heart or explaining something. (laughs) And people are like, yeah, I didn't know what you said. Or they misinterpret it. So, like, it's better to have those face-to-face conversations anyways. So I think I would be okay with not texting at all ever so yeah Mm. i think that's i think that's it nice well episode three is gonna be on how to deal with burnout burnout what a good one i know but uh before we get started on this topic Like always, like we always say before, disclaimer, we are not theologians. That means we did not go to school to study the Bible all the way. But we did do our research. We did look up scripture to make sure that we understood maybe the stories that we're telling, the scriptures that we're giving you, the the topics that we're getting ready to discuss so that we could become as well educated as we can. And we always say, like, don't just take our word for it. Go ahead and also do your research on it as well so little disclaimer (laughs) yes so what is burnout and what causes it all right so burnout our great friend the internet and the dictionary helped us explain this well Um, burnout is a state of emotional physical and mental exhaustion excessive and prolonged stress and it occurs when you feel overwhelmed emotionally drained and unable to meet constant demands So that really reminds me of a time that was probably about like a month ago. Um, As you have heard us talk about many, many times, I'm an intern. Anjalis was an intern. So in this program, Mm -hmm. like there are just a lot of things that we have to do. And I find myself working in the garage a lot because I like to build and use my hands and it's fun. But, um, you know, there's just this, this moment where I felt like 
I was the only one who knew how to do anything. And so everybody would come and ask me questions. They'd be like, hey, I need your help doing this. And I wasn't able to do even my little simple task. And it just got overwhelming to the point where I was like, yo, I don't want to do this anymore. Low key, I'm kind of just tired of it. I would come in every day just like, I know I have to get things done and I know I have to go work. But I also know that a lot of people are probably going to come and ask mm-hmm. me questions because I promise you the start of the second year, the first thing I did when I walked into the garage or the first thing that happened when I walked into the garage was like everybody was asking me questions about, hey, what's this? What's that? How do I build this? Where do I get this from? Where does that? And I understand that people don't know, but it's also a lot just on me as one person. So it really, really just got me in this like. I don't know, this funk, this mood of like not wanting to do anything and kind of just wanting to quit. So, yeah. Hmm. (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of you guys who experienced burnout before also. Mm -hmm. But there's someone in the Bible that we want to talk about today who actually experienced this. And you'll find that in the story of Elijah. Oh, my dude. Yes, we love Elijah. Yes. Um. So it's... In First Kings chapter seventeen through nineteen, okay. Um, basically, Elijah was a prophet that God sent to confront the northern kingdom of Israel about their idolatry. And the beginning of chapter seventeen, he announced that there would be a great drought. Okay. Which he's a prophet, so obviously, like God speaks to him and stuff. Right. So, what happens? A great drought comes. A great drought. Yeah. Um. Like you said, he announces that this great drought is going to happen mm-hmm. to King Ahab or whatever. And he's like, yeah, there's not going to be rain for three years. And then he goes off because God is like, all right, go here. I'm going to provide you water and the yeah. birds are going to feed you and mm-hmm. give you what you need until this dries out. Um, so, yeah, after you tell him, peace out. That's that's pretty much what happened. And then uh, after that, after the drought, or no, just kidding. <laughs> after the the brook dried out god also called him to go and meet this lady and was like yo this lady is going to provide you with with food she's going to make you food she's going to give you drink and it's going to be great yeah well this lady was actually a widow and she had it was her and her son Mm -hmm. and it was her her last like last portion of her food and water yeah and elijah asked for it and she was like oh yeah i would love to give it to you but like it's the last meal that i have and elijah was just like if you feed me and give me water, like the Lord will provide for you until the end of the drought. Yeah. Her and her son. Yeah. Her and her son. Cause it was like, that's important. Yeah. She's like, yo, um, me and my son are about to eat this last meal and then we're just going to sit here and we're going to die. So yeah, I don't, I would give it to you, but right. you know, let us just eat this one meal in peace and die. It's pretty much what, what she was saying. Yeah. Um, but then she was obedient and gave that portion to Elijah and she was sustained throughout the whole drought. Like she was, yeah. she had the food and she had the water and it was, it was a miracle. And she's like, yo, okay, I believe you dude. Mm-hmm. Like I believe you're a prophet and I believe in your God. Yeah. And then something else happens. Yeah. So I don't know how much time passes, but sometime, it's sometime, just sometime. sometime after this happens, um, her son actually becomes really sick and her son ends up passing away. Mm-hmm. And so she goes back to Elijah like, yo, like you said, you have, you serve a good God, right? Like you should ask him 
to bring my son back to life. Yeah. And so Elijah prays, prays to God, and God actually brings the boy back to life. He does something really weird that I find really weird, though. Yeah. Like, homeboy is like, okay, I'll take your son. He goes up into the <laughs> upper room. And this man lays on a dead boy and, like, stretches him out. I, I think it said, like, three times and, mm-hmm. and breathes on him. And then, and then yeah. you know, God answers his prayer and he comes back to life. I just find that, like, yeah, really weird. Like, if I were different. a dead body <laughs> <laughs> and somebody, like, laid on top of me, like, sh- like stretched out on top of me, it was, like, face to face with a cold dead body. I don't know. That's, that's just a little weird. Yeah, that's a little a little weird. But, hey... God used it. Whatever. Yes, and it's besides the point. Yeah, anyways. it doesn't matter. But. <laughs> anyways, so obviously the widow was super overjoyed, and it made her faith even stronger in God. Um, and then from there, Elijah goes to <laughs> Mount Carmel. Yes, he goes to Mount Carmel, and he pretty much, uh, kind of, he's like, he like, uh, how would you say this? He um, challenges challenges that's a great word yeah he challenges the prophets of Baal (laughs) and it's like yo you think your god this Baal god is a real god and I know my god is a real god so why don't we do this how about we're gonna split up you you take your cow I take my cow we're gonna build this altar we're gonna pray to our gods and whoever god responds obviously that's the true and living god right so it's Elijah one dude against 450 prophets of Baal that's a lot of prophets of Baal. That is a lot of people. And and what happens on this mount? What happens during this whole <laughs> ceremony of like, okay, like you pray to your God and see if he's a real God and I'll pray to my God and, and show you that he is a real God. Like, yeah, what happens? The, the 450 Baal prophets, they just kept crying out to their gods mm-hmm. to, to, you know, start the fire and nothing happened. And they kept, they kept going and nothing happened. Right. And then Elijah, he goes and he prays, you know, to God. Yeah. And God creates such a huge fire. Well, he first, like, completely soaked the area. Yeah. To, like, make it more intense, I guess. Like, that, oh, like, my God's gonna, like... Do all of this. Do all of this, even if it's, like, completely wet. And so, you know, he sets ablaze the cow. And the people of Israel, obviously, like, they're shook. They're, they're like, like, oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. That's the real God right there. This is a real God. I was over here with these little false prophets over here worshiping, worshiping these yeah. homeboy. And homeboy ain't even real. He didn't even answer. Like, these prophets of Baal, literally, it's it's funny because Elijah was, was taunting them, too, yeah. in the process of, of all He's of wild. it. He was like, yo, I think your God's asleep. You need to shout a little bit louder so he can hear you. <laughs> and these idiot prophets of Baal were like you're right he probably is asleep <laughs> and starts screaming even louder and starts cutting themselves and bleeding everywhere trying yeah. to get this this god that's not even a real god it's an idol that yeah. they decided to worship try to get it to like be a real thing obviously not true in this we find out who the real god is who the right. true god is and like you're saying, the Israelites, the people of Israel, they're like, oh, this is a real God. And then all of the Bill prophets, they end up getting killed. Yep. Elijah was, killed all of them. Yes, because the God was not real. And why would you want to keep, like, the idolatry happening? Right. You don't want these people to be there. Nope. No. But 
What's crazy is like right after this happens, it starts raining. And that's when the drought ends. Yes. After this whole thing, after this whole like challenge and it fails for the prophets of Baal, the drought does end. Mm -hmm. God answers that like prayer of Elijah's after that of the drought ending. Yeah. And then guess who shows up? Who comes into the picture? <laughs> My girl Jezzy. Yes. Jezzy. <laughs> Who's Jezzy? Jezzy. Jezebel. She is the queen. This is Ahab's wife. Mm-hmm. And Ahab's wife, Jezebel, finds out what happened to her prophets. She Oof. finds out what Elijah did. And this girl gets heated. She gets pissed off. She gets mad, mad. This girl gets mad, mad to the Ooh. point where she was like, yo, I'm going to kill this man. And it's going to be worse than what he did to my prophets. Oof. So she sets out to find this guy. And what Elijah's like, oh, scared. Yeah, he's scared and he runs into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. He runs into the wilderness and he prayed to God to, that he might die. He was like, Lord, this is it. Like, take my life away, basically. <laughs> he's like, I'm over it. It was really dramatic, actually. <laughs> yeah, he sounds a little dramatic. So then once he, like, after he prays that he's going to die, he, like, ends up falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And he gets woken up by an angel. And the angel's like, here's some food. Eat it. <laughs> here's some water. Here's some water. Drink it. Drink it. And then right after he eats, he, like, goes to sleep again. Mm-hmm. And then another angel comes back and Says, does the same thing. Knock, knock. They're like, here, eat, because you have a long journey ahead of you. Eat and drink, yeah. So he does that. Then homeboy travels for 40 days and 40 nights. Yes, to, to Mount Mountain. Horeb, to Mount Horeb, which means the mountain of God. Yes. He travels 40 days and 40 nights. I feel like 40 is a very significant number in the Bible. In the Bible, yes. Yeah. And that's a long time also. It is. Like, that's a really long time. Like, thank God that angel gave him food and water. Because he was sustained. Yes. From those two times where he ate and drank. Yeah. To travel 40 days and 40 nights. Wild. It was crazy. And on the mountain, um, the Lord actually appears to Elijah. And he's just like, what are you doing here, Elijah? And I thought that was so funny. (laughs) He's just like, bro, like, what are you doing here? Like, you should be over, you know... Over there, still doing my work, the things that I've called you to do. Yeah. So then after, you know, he says, what are you doing here, Elijah? Um, God's is like, go out there and stand on the mountain and wait for my presence. Yeah. And so there's like a strong wind that comes through. Yeah. But the Lord was not in the wind. Okay. And then uh, an earthquake appears or happens. Mm-hmm. But the Lord was not in that. Okay. And then there was a, a fire that happens. And the Lord wasn't in that either. Wait, so you're telling me this, this really <laughs> big, this really big God who can like do anything and speak yep. through anything and like be all showy if he wants to is not in these big showy things. Like he's not in the wind. He's not in the earthquake and he's not in the fire. Nope. He was in none of it. So then how did he like, I mean, I would have expected go stand out on the mountain and I'll speak to you. And then boom, like, like thunderstorm earthquake. and fire. And just like Elijah. <laughs> I'm coming to you now. <laughs> like, Literally, that's, what, that's yeah. what I expect. But yeah, he me didn't too. do that. How did he? How did no. he answer him? How did he talk to him then? The Lord, Lord's presence came in a whisper. Hmm. A whisper. 
A whisper. A whisper. So something gentle and soft. Yes. Hmm. That's reflective of who he is. (laughs) Our God. Uh, He's so funny to me. Yes. And then after, you know, Elijah is just like telling everything that he's feeling to God and just talking it all out. He, um, God just like, he's tells him to go back. He's like, all right, cool. Like now that we processed all this, (laughs) go back to where you came from and finish what I told you to finish. That's funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. He's like, thank you for sharing your emotions (laughs) and, and all of this with me. Um, now I'm going to need you to get off off your butt and mm-hmm. go continue the work that I placed inside of you. Travel 40 days back. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yo, yo, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> he has to walk all the way back to where he came from. Yeah. That's a whole 40 day travel. Yo. God. <laughs> yeah, what, he is what crazy. Is what is this? Something that I noticed after reading this story was that one, Elijah experienced this burnout after two spiritual victories, which was the defeat of the Baal prophets and the answered prayer. So, like, I don't know. I just think it's crazy that you can experience something, like victories, like some mm-hmm. great things, and then yeah. immediately after be, like, burnt out or, like, yeah. turn away from the things that you're supposed to be doing. That, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> It's wild. It is wild. I guess it can really happen. It happened to Elijah. Yeah. Like, he was a prophet. Yeah. Like, he actually heard God's voice. He heard from God. And this and is did like, things for him. And, like, you have to understand that this is Old Testament, not New Testament. Right. Where, like, everybody can hear God's voice in Correct. the New Testament. This is Old Testament. Very special people mm-hmm. could only hear God's voice, right? Right, yeah. It's so wild. this man was blessed. <laughs> he was he was very blessed <laughs> and the second thing that i noticed was that when he was afraid he isolated himself more mm-hmm. which led him to be depressed like he ran away from the situation yeah and then he was like god i should die right now like i should just die like that part really led him into like the the cycle or the season like of burnout pretty yeah. much and it kind of just like like, this whole story is kind of summed up in this chart that I found online. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of just shows you, like, like if you prioritize certain things or certain things are, like, like in different orders. Yeah. That, like, your life could lead to burnout. So, in, in this chart, in the cycle of burnout, it says, like, okay, like, you're the top. You're, it's you, yourself. You prioritize your work, then your ministry, then good works, and then life. But then that leaves... You know, if you prioritize yourself mm-hmm. and your job, that leaves you with no space to have a life or to really let God in to to help you work through through all of these different areas and all right. these dif- different sections. So then you get stressed, you get overwhelmed. overwhelmed. Yeah, you get you're just in this place of like, anxious. yeah, anxious and all of that. You're just in this place of like, oh, life sucks. I can't do anything like I have to work and, and, and all of that. And I don't have time to do anything else mm-hmm. that's when they can lead to burnout right like if you, you want to be in control right if you don't prioritize like just the proper things if they're not in the right order it can lead you to burnout yeah which is absolutely wild it also says this other thing like 
He's like, yo, stress, like it shouldn't have to lead you to being burnt out or lead you to that state of being burnt out. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to like do the right things. Like I was saying, prioritize the right things and then, and then you'll be fine. So like we need to learn how to deal with burnout properly and effectively. So how do we even do that? Well, one way is like to recognize the symptoms of burnout. Yeah. Like know when when it's happening. Yeah. So like some some symptoms that we like read and, and got off of another website. Um, we'll probably link it so that you yeah. guys can check out the different order of, of certain things and and all of that. But the first symptom that we read off of um, this website or one of the ones that really stuck out to us the most is behavioral changes. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you one day are, like, happy-go-lucky, whatever, you're living life, you're enjoying everything, and then out of nowhere, like, your mood just switches and you're angry or you're, or you're like, quickly irritated or whatever. That or might even be if a- you're crying, you don't know why you're crying. That part. Because <laughs> that's happened to me before. Yes, if you're crying a little bit, um, then that can definitely be a sign that maybe... You're getting to the point of burnout, maybe. Like, you just don't know what's happening. You can't control any of your emotions or whatever. Um, Another one is a a continuation or an increase in escapist activities. I know Mm -hmm. for myself, Mm -hmm. I love to do this. (laughs) I love to, if I'm in a point of, like, really being overwhelmed, I'd rather do something else that distracts me than to, like, focus on the one thing that is causing me stress mm-hmm. or causing me to be overwhelmed. Like if I'm thinking about maybe example, we had TVC this past weekend. If mm-hmm. you don't know what that is, I'm going to tell y'all what that is. <laughs> it is the voice conference. Hey. It is the church that we attend. We put on a conference every October. It is the most amazing, refreshing conference you can ever do. Mm-hmm. But like if I'm u- uber stressed out about everything that I need to do and I know I need to get it done now, like, I'd rather just be like, no, nah, it's whatever, and then go do a different task. Or when I get home, instead of organizing things that need to be done, I'll just watch TV all day. Yes. Like, I will find something else to do instead of <laughs> doing the thing that I need to do. I also do this. <laughs> I'm on YouTube all the time when YouTube, I'm avoiding stuff. Our favorite. Yeah. It's really bad. Um, Another one is, like, obsessing over problems. Like... This is where you see, like, that nitpickiness. Mm-hmm. You know, something could be so, so small, maybe. Maybe it's really small, and you kind of just, you focus on that. You kind of control, like, the small things because that gives you a sense of being in control and seeming like everything is okay and everything right. is right. But it's, it's mm, not. That doesn't, it, it's not. And it can happen in anything. Like, it can happen in your life it can happen at work it can happen at school it can happen anywhere when you become stressed out or feel like you you are reaching that point of burnout like these are some things that you can really do because like you feel like like i said that you're in control yeah that's good another one that we decided or or looked at and was like yo this is probably one of the telltale signs of of you being in burnout is self-doubt like you're just doubting what yeah. you're capable of or what you can do. And you're kind of in this very like negative mind mm-hmm. set. 
So you kind of just like, all right, bump it, whatever. I'm not good anyways. So it doesn't matter. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what Elijah did when he ran away. Yeah. He was like, nah, I can't. I can't handle Queen Jezebel. Like, she's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. But, like, he was literally... Like, if you think about it, he killed, like, 450 prophets. Right. And he is also a prophet of the Most High God. Right. Who would step in and do anything that he needed to keep his people safe. Like, he was just... You know, yeah. acting in his humanness, which we all do. Yeah. So, I mean, I can blame him, but I also can't blame him because I right. know I've, I've probably We've definitely all been, been there. there. Yeah. yeah. And another one that was that was really really good um, was self or social isolation. Mm-hmm. Like you withdraw from the people that are around you, or you think maybe that you're alone. Yeah. Um, so then you just get in this um, really lonely mindset. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want to be around people. And sometimes people mistake that for like, oh, I'm just an introvert. Right. Oh, I just like to be by myself. I love being in my room by myself. No. Little do you know or the people around you know that you're probably crying to yourself or mm-hmm. or just, I don't know, doing something maybe you shouldn't be doing um, because you're you're withdrawing from the people that can help build you back up or, or be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elijah also did this. <laughs> yes, he did. He ran away mm-hmm. 40 days, 40 nights. Um, but it's so funny because, like, God checked him at the end of the story and he was like, you're not alone. First of all, I'm with you. Right. And then there's also 7,000 other people in Israel that are faithful to me. Like, you're not alone. Like, you're not the only person that, you know, trusts me and has has faith in me. Yeah. I think sometimes we can get so, like, blinded about just like the situation that we're in that we don't realize like everything else around us yeah like we're just so like we have blinders on so we're so focused on the one thing the focus on like i'm the only one who's doing something or um i can't make this work or this little problem or whatever that we don't see that there are like other things around us to kind of help help us Mm -hmm. so my boy elijah should have known that more than anything even if anybody wasn't with him god was with him right and that's all you need that's really all you need and like i just think it's cool like that god you know obviously reminds us Mm -hmm. like he has to remind us constantly like no like you're not alone like i'm here with you Mm -hmm. like i don't know like even if it it can feel like overwhelming and you know in your situation that you feel burnt out in, like, you feel like you're the only one going through this emotionally or going through physically. Like, no one understands what you're going through, but, like, God does. Yeah. And it's crazy because he's just like, no. He just, like, taps your shoulder like, hey, I'm right here. Yeah. Ugh, those are the best moments when you actually realize that God mm-hmm. is there. <laughs> and that there are other people there yeah. that even if they aren't in the same situation, they yeah. can understand what's happening and, like, just comfort you, <laughs> you know, and be there for you. So yeah. great. God's good. Yeah. So those were the symptoms of how to recognize burnout. Um, but after you recognize burnout, you what else do you do? Hmm. You find the root of the issue. Right. So you look back in your life and you see what's, what's off balance, what's something that is either stressing you out too much or, you know, causing anxiety or fear or 
whatever the case may be. Yeah. But finding that root is like an important step right after recognizing the symptoms. Yeah. So you know like kind of where it's coming from and then you can pinpoint like how to fix it. Yeah, I think that's that's really important. And, yeah. And, you know, right after you find that root, I think it's also very important to you know, put boundaries on yourself yeah. to prioritize certain things. Like yeah. if you know that this situation gets you stressed out or this situation always causes you to end up in a certain way, then why don't you place a boundary on like, okay, I I noticed this mm-hmm. before I get there, I'm going to put this block up so that I don't reach that point of burnout. Yeah. Like that's what boundaries do. They help you to prevent you from going down a route of, whether it be burnout, it could be sin, it could be bad habits, it can be whatever. Like those things are there to block, yeah. Before you end up in a position you don't want to be in, right? So, I think that's very important. Um, also, another thing is like, yo, delegate. Like seriously, delegate if you can. Delegate, delegate, delegate. It reminds me of Moses, the story of Moses, um, his father-in-law Jethro. Uh, he kind of just noticed that he was being this judge over all of the people of Israel that he just, you know, mm-hmm. freed from Egypt. And they're bringing all of their requests or all of their um, concerns yeah. to him. And Moses was handling all of this. And Jethro was like, yo, if you keep doing this by yourself, you're going to burn out. Mm-hmm. He's like, why don't you do this? Why don't you take faithful men that are under you and divide them up? you know, in different areas. And then those people can take their, their, uh, uh, you know, can handle the disputes of the other people. Like these people that are underneath Moses can take the disputes of all these, all these Israelites yeah, and help take the load off of Moses. And then Moses would only take the most important ones. Mm -hmm. Like that's delegation. And we should all strive to do that. And even if you, if you don't have people around you, to delegate to I think something that is very wise is like you should delegate even the tasks that you have you should set a priority on like yo this Mm -hmm. is the most important thing to do right now compared to this even though this is like probably you know I want to do this because maybe it'll help me escape from something else that's, that's heavier it's like no like you know that this has a different due date and the due date is sooner so why don't you put that at the top of your list to do you know on Monday and yeah. then Tuesday you do the other task right. instead of like doing it out of order and then you get even more stressed out later throughout the week because you know it's going to be due sooner right. so like being able to just do that with what you have at hand whether it be a school project something for work you know something like you're an editor so you mm-hmm. know you have videos that are due yeah. at certain times like things like that like just set it in a way that makes sense right. so you don't end up getting stressed out and burnt out in the end yeah and also this isn't on our list or anything but like say no when you need to say no i guess it's part of boundaries but oh yeah just like know your workload and know what you have to do and be wise and know that like if you actually can't do it like just say no right it's fine yes (laughs) it'll be okay it'll be fine nobody's gonna hate you no because that means that they know that you respect yourself yeah. And your health. Yep. So. So, yeah. The, the last um, the last thing is to take a Sabbath, which means to rest in Hebrew, if you didn't know. And it's also a commandment. 
Yeah, the one of Bible. the Ten Commandments. Yeah, the Bible talks about it, and I'm yeah. telling you, I'm learning this for myself. Rest is very important. But um, the commandment about a Sabbath, it's in Exodus 20 verses 8 through 11, and it says, "Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God." On it, you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your sons or daughters, nor your male or female servants, nor your animals. Like what? The animals can't even do nothing. Like that's how holy and important this day is. Yeah. That's crazy. Anyways, continues on. It says, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So that Mm -hmm. goes to show that Sabbaths are important. If the Lord takes one, you take one. If even the animals can't even Mm -hmm. do any work on on the Sabbath, neither should you. He made it holy. Yes, he made it holy. And it's important. Like, you do need rest. Your body needs rest. And it's not just physical, but it's also spiritual and it's emotional rest. Like, taking that time, setting apart that Sabbath day to just be like, (sighs) breathe. Yeah, it's very important. You get refreshed and you get renewed. Even going back to the story of Elijah, right? God confronts his emotions and commands action. Like, Elijah expresses his concern to god and god sends him back you know but like through all of that like he realizes that he has this burnout season but then god restores him and refreshes him through rest through food yeah and all of that there's um something that there's something that uh i i read in one of the same articles um and it kind of just it says this it says elijah sat under a broom tree in the desert and collapsed in despair The Lord began to minister to him and recover his strength and joy. What helped him experience renewal? Lots of sleep and food, solitude, praying out his emotions, Mm -hmm. listening to God, reengaging with the community of Yahweh's prophets, and being given Elijah to mentor. Like, it's all the things that we've talked about. Yeah. Like, he had all these things that he recognized that was burnout. Like, Mm -hmm. God was like, yo, you're a little little burnt out. Mm -hmm. So let me restore you. Let me refresh you. That's why it's important to take this Sabbath because, like, that moment of rest restores you to go do the rest of the mission that God has called you to. Exactly. So, So remember all of these things because they are all important. That was so good. So we want to leave you guys with some scriptures that we found for this specific topic to encourage you um, in whatever season that you're dealing with. If you're dealing with burnout, if you're going to get there or if you feel like you're dealing with the symptoms of it, Mm -hmm. like these verses hopefully help you. Yes. The first one is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and god is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear but when you are tempted he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it next one is a second corinthians 12 9 and it says but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore i boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that christ's power may rest on me that's good Oh, so good. 
Next is Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. It says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen for Oof. God's light burden. Uh, next one, Isaiah forty twenty eight through 31 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. In his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Mm. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Mm. So good. Come on. Oh, I love the word of God, man. It's so good, man. It's so good. If you don't know that, this should tell you right now that it is so good. Read your word. Yes. (laughs) So the next one is in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which, trans- which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Ooh, Jeremiah thirty-one twenty-five. For I will refresh the weary soul and replenish all who are weak. Deuteronomy 31, 8. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Come on, somebody. Come on. Oh, that is so good. That is so good, y'all. <sighs> now we have come to the end of this podcast. We're going to give you guys some takeaways, some things that we think is is very important for you guys to remember and take through this season of maybe maybe you're in burnout or maybe you've been in burnout before. So hopefully this is going to help you um, recognize those patterns that you have or recognize those things that you have that uh, uh, lead you to burnout and you can take it and set your boundaries and do whatever you need to do. So Anjalise, what is your takeaway? My first takeaway is that burnout is a progression, that it starts from something, and if you don't notice it or take care of it, like, it's going to get worse, and you'll it'll lead to burnout. Yeah. So just knowing, like, how to identify it and, like, catch it before it gets really bad is yeah. really important. That's good. Um, my whole takeaway would probably be the part where we talk about, like, how to recognize burnout. Like, yeah. These are the things that you can can uh, uh, use to see, like, am I falling in the pattern of being burnt out? And if I am, like, if I am isolated or if I am doubting myself or yeah. if I do try to avoid things by, by filling it with other stuff that takes my mind off of it. Like, okay, wait, 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 wait. let me dial back. Let me roll it back and, and put those boundaries and put those guards up yeah. so that I don't end up in a place of me kidding spiritually weak physically weak and thinking like i'm by myself and i can't do these things so i think that whole thing in itself that whole section in itself is very important and and like i said before which this statement really really stuck out to me is 
Stress does not have to lead to burnout if one is aware and take the steps to set sensible boundaries. Like as long as you are aware of these things that get you to this place of burnout, as long as you're aware of yourself and put up these boundaries, like you don't have to fall down the path of burnout. Like right. you, you can you can fix it. You can get back right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's a good takeaway. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> My next one is to not isolate yourself. That's really good. Because, I mean, I know I do this. <laughs> I'm really good at it, and I love avoiding my problems. <laughs> so I think it's very important to not isolate yourself. Yeah. Especially if you're considered, like, introverted, that it may seem normal for people to see you isolate yourself. Yeah. Um, Because it's it can't be good. No. It's, no. And then the last one is your emotions don't control you. Yeah. Which is really good because, like, I feel like a lot of people are run by their emotions and whatever they feel is right, whatever they feel is good or bad, like it dictates like everything that they do. Mm-hmm. So like not having your emotions control your decisions and the things that you take on is really important. That is so good. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, We've made it to the end of the episode. You know what that means. It is Spotify song of the episode. Uh, If you don't know what that is, I will explain it. It is a playlist that we have created that has songs on there that like we hope that will encourage you to help you get through the week. With every episode, there'll be a new song and we will update our playlist so that you can blast this whole song this whole playlist all of it throughout your week so that you know if you feel like you are burnt out like Mm -hmm. hopefully it gives you strength hopefully it refreshes you you know if you feel like maybe you're going through an open or a closed door like these songs can help you like just see jesus Mm -hmm. so with that being said the song of this episode might i say has been something that has been on my mind in my dreams Wow. Blasted uh, every time I go into the car mm-hmm. during quiet time. Favorite song. All time. Literally. And I say that with every song. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I mean it this time only because what? it has spoken to me through the season that I'm in yeah. right now so much. Mm-hmm. Let me get to it. It's called Best Days by Martha Munizzi. She's actually, she's local, a local mm. artist. She nice. lives in Orlando. So that's pretty cool. But she's like a gospel OG. She's literally, she's dope. The song is amazing. I hope it blesses you guys. I'm telling you, you will want to check it out. If you didn't know already, we release episodes on the first and third Friday of every month. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at hidden underscore but not unseen. So I hope you enjoy our banter as we go on this journey through life together. together.